Hello, everyone. Welcome back to another episode of Up From Here, the podcast where we talk about all things self-improvement and moving up in our lives, no matter where you're starting from. So my name is Miranda. If you don't know me, if you don't know me or you've listened before, welcome back. I'm so glad you're back. Um, Today is another special day. I feel like I say that at the beginning of every episode, but this episode is the 10th episode of Up From Here which isn't like a huge number, I realize, but it's just a satisfying number, you know, like 10 episodes. I don't know. It just, it feels like it has not been 10 episodes. And honestly, when I first started this, I, in the back of my mind, was kind of doubting myself that I would even like stick with it and that I wasn't just going to like be obsessed with it for two weeks and then get tired of it. Um, so I, I'm just really happy that I like proved myself wrong, honestly. And I'm like really proud of myself that I've made 10 episodes and that I'm like still into it. And I still have like so many ideas and like new things I want to do. So thank you guys for listening, I guess, not to get like super cheesy and sappy, but I honestly appreciate everyone who's listened and yeah, just like giving me a reason to keep making these cause it's fun. Um, but yeah, all things... All of that aside, um, hopefully today's topic is interesting. It's kind of, I don't know how I feel about it. Um, I feel like I might be cramming a lot of things in one, but I'm just going to try to share all my thoughts that I have. Um, So basically, I wanted to talk about relationships, but I kind of wanted to break it down into different types of relationships. So specifically, I for this episode, I'm going to talk about friendships, family relationships, and then like romantic relationships. Um, If you want to skip ahead, I'll probably put the times in the description. Feel free to just like do that. Um, But yeah, so before I get into everything, just, I guess, some quick life updates. Um, (laughs) There's literally no, the update is that I'm on break now. I've wrapped up my first semester. I apologize again for last, you probably saw my Instagram that last week. I did not post an episode just because I was a little hectic with finals and everything. So I appreciate you guys being patient, I guess. I don't know. Um, But yeah, that is all over now. Um, I'm fully in break mode. I That means I'm laying in my bed right now, my fuzzy comforter, my weighted blanket, a warm beverage, and, like, I'm not talking to any. Like, I, if you need me, this is where I'll be for the next month. Okay, so getting into the episode, the first type of relationship that I wanted to talk about is friendships. So, personally, I think these might be the trickiest of the three relationships that I'm talking about today to like maintain obviously it's not like super hard but I do think it's just a little bit different from romantic and family relationships um which I think is because a most people have many groups of friends like obviously you have you know, maybe your friends that you've known since middle school and they know all your deepest, darkest secrets and you can talk about your childhood trauma and your bowel movements. And maybe you have your friends at work that, you know, your coworkers that you like to make fun of people with and talk, you know, um, you know, there's people in your classes that you talk to, your college friends that you party with on the weekends and all those different groups, like they might, they, they definitely like look different for every friendship relationship that you have 
which is cool. I think it's super cool to like have a variety of friends and to have friends no matter where you go. But that being said, I think it can be a little bit hard to balance sometimes. At least I think that way. Um, So yeah, I mean, I think that's really because sometimes we don't know where to like put the most of our energy. So the nice thing about having so many friends or like having so many different groups of friends is that you don't have to put all of your time and energy into every single friendship that you have. And okay, let me like back up on the statement. I'm not saying you shouldn't put time and energy into all of your relationships, but especially for people like me or just like introverts in general, if you try to be like this amazing friend and like constantly check in on your friends and like constantly want to hang out with every single one of your groups like if you're doing that to your coworkers and your friends at school and your party friends and your home friends you're gonna get burned out at least that's what I've experienced and the thing is like you don't have to do that so basically what I'm saying is I think it's important to kind of recognize like who your friends are that you see every single day or you know maybe not every single day but like your consistent friends your closest group of friends and work on those relationships the most like those are the people you probably want to be having vulnerable conversations with and the people you want to be checking in on and the people you want to be making plans with regularly but what I'm trying to say is that like you know if you have like your co-workers that you you know like maybe you work at McDonald's or something you see them a couple times a week but like and you're like friends with them kind of but you're getting, like, burnt out from, like, wanting to, like, hang out with them, or you're just worried that you're not, like, putting enough time and energy into those relationships, that's okay, because you don't have to be besties with your McDonald's squad, you know what I mean? That being said, if you, you know, maybe there's one coworker, one person in your club or whatever that, you know, you are kind of under, like, an obligation to see, like, you just see them because you're in that club or because you have that job, but you really like them and you want to be closer friends with them, by all means, text them, ask them to hang out, you know, especially if you, like, feel like you both feel the same way. I think it's really cool to, like, meet someone in kind of a weird setting, like, a work or maybe, like, a class that you're in or, like I said, a club and then end up being friends that way. I think that's how a lot of people make friends, but just... I don't know. Like I said, don't put pressure on yourself to feel like you need to be, like, the most social person in the world and you need to, like, be constantly hanging out with people and don't feel like you're not friends with somebody also because you only see them in one context. I think, all like I said, all of our friendship looks different and some people are just, some people just require different levels of maintenance, if that makes sense. Like, I know that sounds weird, but... So, like, for me, another issue that I have with, like, my friendship relationships is just getting in my own zone with my life and just being so focused on my own stuff that I, my friendship relationships kind of just get put on the back burner, which is not a good quality. Like, I'm definitely working on that. Um, But I totally understand if that happens to you, too. Um, So, I feel like I'm a low-maintenance friend, to be honest. Like, I feel like I'm not the kind of friend that needs you know, to be texted every single day. I don't need to hang out with people every single day. I mean, I I think it's good to, like, see people, see at least someone, you know, every single day. But, like, I don't know. I feel like I'm okay with not hanging out with people or, like, interacting with people an absurd amount because, like I said, I am more introverted. But I think sometimes I take it to the extreme and need to, like, you know, reach out to people more and... 
just be around people more because it does affect my mental health when I'm alone for a long time. Um, and I also feel like people start to get the, if you like isolate yourself for a long time, then people just kind of get the idea that like you want to be alone, which is good when you do want to be alone. But I think there are times when like you think you want to be alone, but you actually need to be with people. Okay. Anyway, I'm getting kind of rambly right now. Like I said, I feel like there is kind of a lot that I'm trying to cram into this episode, but here's a little piece of advice. I mean, this is probably cliche advice, but if you're like me and you feel like you struggle with like reaching out to people or like you don't know where to put your energy, just start with small stuff. This again, so cliche, but so many people told me this. If you feel like it's too overwhelming to like start asking people to hang out or like you don't know who to ask, just start with one person. Just ask one person a week to hang out or one person every other day or like text someone every day just set like small goals um that are attainable and that make it easier to be around people more and to like deepen your friendships but also doesn't require you to like completely change your routine and like completely sacrifice your alone time another thing um for my people who kind of just like to be alone I don't know how many people this is like I honestly it's hard for me to like talk about this from like an extrovert's point of view so I apologize but for people that kind of would just rather do things on their own this might sound so obvious and like so stupid but honestly I had a realization and it kind of made all the difference for me if if there's something you have to do that somebody else could do with you just invite someone else to go for example if you're like geez I could, I really need to go to Target, I have no soap, and I need groceries and stuff like that, especially in college when you all live, like, really close to each other, just invite someone to, like, run errands with you, or, like, maybe you really like going to this cafe and, like, being mysterious and whimsical and having your little main character moment, but you know what, maybe you need to break out of that a little bit and invite someone to that cafe with you, and you can have a little, like, coffee and study sesh and you know you don't even need to be interacting with them the entire time but just like having someone else there is just it's just good for your mental health it's good for making connections and for like knowing letting people know that you care about them and that they care about you um but yeah so that's that's just a me thing that I realized or maybe you like to work out a lot like ask someone to go with you that's just like something you can do to just increase I already said it, but just, like, deepen your relationships and, like, let people know that you do, like, hang out with them. You're just a little bit busy. Um, but, yeah, that's pretty much all I have to say about friendships. Um, like I I've said this a million times, but my issue is really just, like, asking people to hang out. As far as when you're actually with people, I think the best thing you can do to kind of, like, deepen your relationships is being vulnerable and is having uncomfortable conversations, which kind of sucks, especially if you're not used to being vulnerable or if you like to kind of like hide your emotions. But this is something that applies to all three of the relationships, but I'm just going to say it now. Learning to like be vulnerable and express to your friends how you're feeling and talk about things that you're going through is so hard, but it's so important. And then the more you do that, the easier it becomes and the more you can, like, talk to people about your issues and then the more they can talk to you about their issues. And it just builds, it builds trust. It builds, like, just clarity, if that makes sense. Like, I feel like I, okay, so I listened to 
a podcast by Emma Chamberlain like a little probably like two or three months ago and it was so good I'm not like honestly I would recommend it even though it's about relationships like you could listen to that one instead of this one but literally it was so good and it touched what I really liked about it is that she talked about finding the balance between when to like tell someone when something's wrong and when to like and not even when but like how to communicate that like something is wrong in your life and that you kind of need to like work on it without oversharing like finding the balance between laying all your burdens on your the person that you're in a relationship with whether I mean she was specifically talking about romantic relationships I think but same with friendships finding the balance between laying your burdens on them and just like sharing things with your relationship partner so that they know that something's wrong so they don't like internalize it and think that they did something wrong but maybe not so much that they feel responsible for your problems and like feel responsible for like solving all of your problems when there's nothing that they can do okay yeah that's that's what I have to say about that I'm I'm not saying it's easy to be vulnerable but I would say next time as just a little challenge to yourself next time you're kind of like in a low spot or like you're just going through something if you have a tendency to like you know deal with it in an unhealthy way or if you have if you just want to shut down and like get let yourself get wrapped up with your emotions just try just telling someone what's wrong it can be literally anything it could be a text a little call a little facetime next time you hang out with someone tell them about it whatever it is just challenge yourself to like practice vulnerability and I think you'll get better at it and I think it will drastically improve your relationships so yeah um but we're gonna come back to vulnerability because it's really important but I'm gonna move on from friendships um like I said that's the one that I probably kind of like struggle with the most in terms of maintaining but I am just so grateful for the friends that I have like it's it was kind of just random like situations that caused me to be friends with the friends that I have but like I'm just so grateful like I feel like the universe just like led me to the right people but now we're gonna switch gears a little bit and talk about people that I guess also came into your life by just kind of a chance of fate but family family relationships are very tricky and I honestly don't have a ton to say about this because family can be tricky And I also want to say, I know that it can literally look different for every single family. It's hard to really define even. Like, I know there a lot of people have relationships that they would consider family, but they might not be, like, blood-related. So I'm just going to put this out there and just say this can apply to whoever you consider family. Like, whoever you have a relationship with that you would consider a family relationship. Um, So... Like I said, they can be tricky because I feel like with family relationships, the obligation, sorry, I keep hiccuping, um, excuse me, the obligation to love each other or to have like a close relationship just because you're family can sometimes ruin it. For example, um, I feel like growing up, there was like my parents and just, you know, just society in general or whatever would always put so much pressure on me to have like the the most amazing relationship with all my siblings and think that we were all going to be best friends and I was going to have to be like this amazing older sister. 
And it really just, like, took all the fun out of it for me, to be quite honest. Like, it just, I don't know, it just felt more like a chore than, like, something I actually wanted to do. And it felt more like we would only have to, like, show each other love or, like, whatever, pretend to be, like, a happy family on, like, holidays or, I don't know, like, when we were on vacation together, but then in our actual lives, like, we would never interact because I was, like, why would I interact with her if I don't have to? Oh, when I say her, I was talking about my sister. I, just to clarify, I have a younger sister, I have two younger brothers that are twins, and then I have an older brother. So, I have a lot of siblings. Um, and honestly, like, I... I kind of made it a goal for myself this year to, like, kind of improve my relationship with my family. Um, not not that I have, like, a terrible relationship with them. I mean, I have a fine relationship with them. Love my family. And I'm so grateful that, like, I don't know, so grateful that, I, like, I just have the family that I have. And, like, they, like, take care of me so much. So, like, definitely not saying I'm ungrateful for them. But I did always just, like, kind of struggle with, like, how to connect with my, especially my younger siblings. Because especially being the older sibling, I feel like I was the one that was supposed to be, like, initiating things, and I was the one that was supposed to kind of, like, start the relationship, I guess, but I always felt like I had no idea what to talk to them about, like, what do you, we, me and my sister are five years apart, me and my brothers are six years apart, so, like, when I was in high school, I was like, what am I gonna talk to someone about that's in elementary school, like, it just seemed like they were too, like, out of my, world you know like it felt like we were living in two different worlds um and you know I think that's part of us being I feel like when we were much younger we were really close and we would like be funny together and like make movie star or like whatever that app was called movie star videos I forget what was it called it was blue and it had like a purple star on the cover and we would like make those stupid videos and like it was so much fun because we were just all little kids and like no one cared but then I got older and we all got older and it started to feel awkward again and then I went to college and like I never saw that well I mean I obviously still see them when I come home but like I see them much less but I do think that our relationship has gotten closer and the reason for that is that I've worked more on seeking commonality with them so I mean Again, part of that is just because they're older and now they're, like, into things that I actually am also into. Like, for instance, my brothers are really into skiing, which I've always loved, and running. Now they do cross-country, and, like, I've kind of got into running somewhat recently, as you guys might have known from listening to my episode about that. Um, But, yeah, so, like, now I can, like, talk to my brothers about sports, and, like, we go skiing together and, like, do stuff like that. And me and my sister, my sister does color guard, which I used to do in high school, and, like, she's also into like art and YouTube and stuff like that so like it's it's I don't know I feel like that's like really built our relationships um even same with like my parents like I know that seems weird that you'd have to like see commonality with your parents but sometimes I feel like a lot of kids my age at least kind of like are just feel like very independent from their parents and they just don't really want anything to do with them except like money I'm not saying like anyone I know does that I I obviously think most of my friends and like most people that I know love their parents and respect them obviously but I know that it can just be like it can just seem so like tedious to have to like talk to your parents and like tell like sometimes they don't get things and like it's just frustrating but honestly like I think a way to like just show genuine 
interest in like that relationship and just to like deepen your relationship with your parents because it is important and like not to be depressing or anything but someday they're not going to be here they're you're you're probably going to outlive your parents and you're probably going to look back and wish you had spent more time with them again not to be depressing but you know that's kind of the truth um in most cases so I think it's important to have a good relationship with your parents and going back to what I was originally saying I think just like seeking things that you have in common with your parents um again my dad really likes to ski so like that's kind of like a special thing that me and my him and my brothers like to do and then he also um I don't know he's like outdoorsy so like we he'll be the person that I'll be like hey I want to go on a hike or whatever um and like me and my mom are both into like I don't know reading and um just other stuff it I it is a little harder for me to like find things that I have in common with my parents than with my siblings obviously because they're much older than me but I don't know I feel like just focusing on the things that you do have in common and things that interest both of you it's yeah that's a good way to go and that's a good way to just like make your conversations and relationships more natural and not as forced it's like I said with family it can be so easy to just feel like it can just feel really like artificial sometimes um and then also just small gestures for your family I think go a long way um to like show that you care especially with like your older family and maybe you have family that like lives far away um but even just maintaining those relationships by you know like sending them little things and now with technology we have like emails and texts and facetime and all that stuff so I think it means like a lot even if you have like grandparents that don't understand technology like my grandma will send me a little text every now and then that just says like hey thinking of you love you blah 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 blah. it's so cute and a funny thing about this actually for a while I guess she somehow got it in her head that she was an Instagram user because she had been texting me so my dad was like talking about Instagram to her she was like, yeah, I, I use Instagram all the time. I Instagram Miranda all the time. And my dad was like, dude, like, what? When did that happen? And she was like, oh, like, look, just ask her. My dad, so my dad, like, asked me, and I was like, she's been texting me. And then we put it together. Yeah. Anyway, um, bless her heart. But anyway, even if your relatives are not the most technological savvy, they can, if you just send them a little text every now and then, it will literally make them so freaking happy, probably, especially if your grandparents are, like, mine and they just, like, are a sucker for, like, literally anything, um, anyway, (laughs) where I was going with that, um, but yeah, and also just, like, doing little things for, like, my mom loves when I, like, pick up my siblings when I'm home, and it, like, it's really not a big deal to me, like, I like driving, and I have nothing to do when I'm home, so it's, like, really no big thing, but, like, for her, it just means so much, um, of course, now I feel bad, because she just asked me to pick up my siblings, and I was, like, I'm recording with this podcast, um, but you know what, we're working on it, okay, oh, wait, I just had a little tongue twister, um, and then also being vulnerable with your family, I know that's, like, so gross, and you're, like, ew, Miranda, why are you talking about being vulnerable again, like, that's just so weird, but honestly, like, as I've gotten older, I've just, ew, I sound like, I keep saying that, like, as if I'm so old and wise, that's not what I'm trying to say, but 
as I've gotten older, I do just feel like I've just felt so much more comfortable talking to my parents. Like, I have no fear of them anymore. I think maybe when I was younger, there was, like, this thing holding, hanging over my head that they could, like, punish me at any moment. But now that's just kind of gone because I can't remember the last time they punished me. Um, so, you know, this summer when I was kind of, like, going through it a little bit, um, I, like, opened up to my parents about my mental health and it was honestly like really really needed and I know that sounds like at the time I was very hesitant to hesitant to just because I was like this is so lame like that I don't have anyone to talk to about this except my parents and I did have people like I definitely had friends that I could have talked to about it but I just seemed like I don't know for some reason it seems like that was like the best option that I had at the time so, like, Loki, I was just really hesitant, too, and I was not sure how they were going to react, and I also felt like I kind of need needed to be honest about, like, things that I hadn't told them before, but I kind of just decided to, like, put that aside and just be honest with them, and, like, it was exactly what I needed. They were not, like, I don't know, I was hesitant to tell my parents especially about my mental health because I feel like I, it would just be so hard to, like, raise someone for 18 years, for 19 years, and, like, just have them tell you that they're, like, unhappy and, like, <laughs> I don't know, like, I feel like as a parent, I would just, and I know my parents do this too, where they feel responsible for, like, my happiness and they think that if I'm not happy that they did something wrong or, like, if something's wrong with me that they blame themselves, so that's also kind of why I was really hesitant to tell them that something was wrong. But that is not, like, the what goes through their mind. Like, they just, of course they want me to ha be happy, but, like, they understand that, like, that's not always going to happen. And they just want to do everything in their power to make me feel better, you know what I mean? Um, again, I know every relationship is different. So, I, again, I'm extremely grateful that I can be vulnerable with my parents and, like, that they are, like, a great resource for me. I realize that's not true for everyone. So, like, I don't know. I'm not trying to make anyone feel bad. Um, it's not, It doesn't just have to be parents, like, whoever, like, your relatives are that you feel close with. Maybe it's, like, maybe you have older siblings that you feel like are resources for you and that you can be vulnerable with. I do have an older brother. I think he is a good resource, too. Um, but I think my parents are probably just people that I can be the most vulnerable with. They have literally seen me at my absolute lowest moments. Like, they have seen some terrible moments from me. And they still love me. And I don't... They don't judge me that much. So, that's kind of just why I feel that way. But that might be different for other people. Um, and if you really don't have that family relationship, then... I think relying on your friends is definitely something you can do and you might even have like friends that you consider your family um so yeah um I guess that was kind of like me being a grandma and like telling you to talk to your parents and like give them a hug and tell them you appreciate them but seriously it is important and not just because they give you money if, if they do that um I realize not everybody's parents do that but you know, I think it's good to look back and realize no matter who your parents were, they probably did a heck of a lot to raise you. So doesn't hurt to show them the appreciation. And being friends with your siblings is so important. I know I totally just skipped over. I know I was talking about parents and then I just randomly jumped back to siblings. But another really sad truth is that when your parents are gone, 
you're probably just going to have your siblings. I mean, obviously you'll still have friends and stuff like that. Maybe your siblings are different ages, whatever. But like, I don't know, for me, at least I feel like someday, especially since I have younger siblings, I feel like my siblings are going to be my best friends because I don't know, like who else am I going to hang out with? I don't know. You're always going to have your siblings. Friends come and go, you know how it is. But like siblings are important relationships to maintain because if you have good relationships with your siblings, it can be so good. Like you can really help each other out. But if you don't have a good relationship with your siblings, then like it's just kind of just kind of awkward. It's just I don't know. I think it's okay. I'm I need to move on from this topic because I keep saying the same thing over and over again. So, now we're going to talk about what I think would be the most anticipated topic because I think people my age just like to talk about this stuff. We're going to talk about romantic relationships. And I would like to put it out there as a disclaimer. I am not a relationship expert. I think we all know that by now based on the fact that I'm just saying the most random things about relationships. But especially romantic relationships. I mean, I've been in like a couple and not all of them have worked out, obviously. I'm currently in one right now and I'm really, really happy in it. But that being said, obviously my previous relationships have not worked out for reasons and uh, my current relationship I've been in for like it we just hit like two months so it has not been a really long time I am aware um but I basically what I'm sharing in this section and in this whole podcast really is just things that I've learned whether it's from like my previous relationships or from other people's relationships or even just from like situationships Um, but this is just kind of, like, what I've learned and, like, what I have to say about relationships. Like I said, my current relationship, my boyfriend, we've known each other for, uh, like, pretty, like, like over a year. Um, we met, like, the beginning of the fall semester last year, so when we were both freshmen, my roommate introduced, or my roommate last year introduced us, um, So, you know, I, yes, okay, I'm not going to be one of those annoying people who talks about their relationships all the time. I'm just putting that out there. It's not really that important. Again, I'm not claiming to be an expert just because I'm in a happy relationship. I'm just putting that out there because it will probably, like, add to the context of what I'm saying. Anyway, so, the first thing that I would always say about relationships, any relationship, but especially romantic relationships, is... It's so important to learn to be complacent and happy no matter what stage you're in. Um, So, like, no matter what your relationship status is, just learning to, like, love yourself. Okay, I know it sounds so cheesy. I know no one wants to hear this. But the truth is, like, any relationship status is going to have pros and cons. I think everyone knows this. Um, Yeah. there's negatives to being in a relationship there's negatives to being single but I feel like if you're always looking for like the next stage or you're always thinking you're gonna find happiness when you're with someone or when you're finally dating that person or when you're in a new relationship or when you're single whatever then I, I really don't think it's possible to be happy when you do get to that stage um if that makes sense so like for me like obviously I like, love the relationship that I'm in. I love that I have someone that I can, like, connect to on a deeper level than I think I could with, like, 
most friendships just because I feel like me and my boyfriend like we just have a lot in common we just have a lot of like similarity and things that we both that interest both of us um but it's also interesting to just like learn about each other and learn about myself like through the relationship and also I feel like I have someone to like do stuff more so I'm just a little less lonely overall but that being said when I was single I had way more time I had honestly more money because, you know, a lot of things that we like to do together requires money or like from buying gifts and stuff like that. But um, and I had more freedom, honestly, like sometimes it is fun being single and like having the freedom to like choose who you want to be with and how you want to spend your time and who you want to talk to and blah, 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 blah. And I think like I realize I've kind of like given those things up and I'm fine with that. I think it's worth it. But the point is that, like, neither of these situations, like, being single, being taken, being in a situation, whatever, it's not going to, like, fix everything. I mean, I think everyone knows that. Like, that's pretty obvious. But I just, yeah, it's it's so much easier said than done. Like, just be happy wherever you are. But I think just learning to see the positives in whatever stage of life you're in is an important trait or it's an important skill to have. Like, even aside from relationships, like just in general don't you don't want to like start comparing yourself to others and comparing yourself to past you or whatever there's nothing wrong with you if you're single there's nothing wrong with you if you're if you've had a bunch of relationships whatever it doesn't matter the point is just you know learning to like find joy in yourself and find joy um like no matter what the circumstance is going to make you happier in any circumstance Okay, that was probably the worst, like, point ever. Like, I think everyone knows that. Um, but to get a little more personal, I guess. I, I mean, I guess we're going to have to talk about... I'm not here to, like, hate on my any of my exes or, like, anything like that. That's absolutely not what I'm here for. But if you need a little anecdote just to remind you that having self-respect and learning to love yourself is more important than like being in a relationship or like if you need any proof that being learning to be complacent is important to do before you get in a relationship basically I honestly think that the reason my first relationship ended was honestly not I was the one that broke up with him I honestly don't think it was his fault I really don't blame him for like any I don't blame him for the relationship ending the reason that I chose to end the relationship, well, no, 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 the, the reason that I chose to rela- end the relationship, I honestly don't even really know, um, I literally one night just had a realization that if I wasn't dating someone, I would have so much more freedom, and I could, like, really focus on myself, and I could really, like, do whatever I wanted to do without anything holding me back and then I called my friends and they were like yeah you should break up with him and I'm pretty sure it was the next day or like the day it was so fast and we had been dating for like almost a year we had been no almost two years I don't remember exactly it was definitely over a year and a half and I just broke like it was immediate I did not think about it nearly enough would not recommend doing that by the way give it a little more time but for some reason all of my friends were like, do it now because I'm not blaming them, but like they were like, do it now because you don't want to lead him on, which I understand. I don't think they meant the next day though. Anyway, that's completely unrelated. That's why I like broke up with him initially, but eventually what I started to realize like the next few months that we, after we broke up, 
I was so insecure and I was the reason that that relationship was like going downhill. It was causing me so much anxiety and it was, it was because of me again, not because I like, I'm not, I'm not trying to like be down on myself because I've improved since then. I've improved my self-esteem, but like, I don't know what I was going to say. The point is I was just really anxious, but I was just really insecure in that relationship to the point where, like, I really couldn't even be happy for the other person, which is not a good sign. Like, if you ever feel like you're in that position where you just dislike yourself, like, you just are not comfortable with yourself to the point where, like, you can't be happy for someone else, that is a sign that you need to step back and work on yourself and check yourself. Um, But it is very frustrating to realize because I, I, like... I don't know. It just started to turn very negative. Um, And then the other problem with that is that I was relying on them for validation, which is never good. Um, Like, I would basically just be really insecure about myself, like, doubted myself, which kind of would lead me down to these, like, downward spirals. And then, like, I would start, like, dumping all of my issues on him. And then... That was, like, obviously too much for him to handle. Like, we were in high school. He didn't know how to handle it. I didn't know even really what I was dealing with yet. I I mean, in my... I don't blame myself. Like, I blame myself for the relationship being not... I blame my mental health at the time for me ending the relationship. But I don't judge myself now. Like, it's okay that I was in that... It's okay that I wasn't satisfied with myself at the time because I was still just that was like the first time that I really dealt with like anxiety and like depression like that before which again I think is like somewhat normal in high school unfortunately um but so I didn't even really know what I was dealing with yet I didn't know how to like handle it and I was using him as a way of like feeling better about myself which is not fair to him because then when he wouldn't be giving me that validation, I would, like, freak out or, like, think that I did something wrong. And then he would, like, feel like he constantly needed to validate me, I guess. But, like, it was always just, like, stupid. It was it was it didn't really fill the void. Like, being told that you're pretty is not really going to fill the void of self-hatred. So if you do feel like you don't have respect for yourself or if you don't have a good relationship with yourself right now, the best thing I can do and you want to be in a relationship, the best thing I can say to you is just work on, like, how you talk to yourself. I know I've made a video about becoming obsessed with, not a video, podcast, about becoming obsessed with yourself. If you need to give that a listen, go ahead. But, like, in that podcast, I talk all about, like, doing affirmations and, like, talk how you talk about yourself to other people and basically how all that, like, changes your neural networks and how it, like, actually modifies your brain chemistry, weirdly enough. Um, But, yeah, just, like, having that respect for yourself is so important. It's going to help you seek, like, set better boundaries. It's going to help you um, communicate better. It's going to help you love the other person better because, seriously, like, when you love yourself and, like, you love the other person, then I feel like, really, you should just want to see them happy, and, like, you guys should just be able to, like, share, like, I always have heard the metaphor that, like, you shouldn't be two halves that make a whole, like, you should be two complete circles that just make two mega, that make, like, a mega circle thing, which is so important to me, in my opinion, you should definitely have a life outside of your relationship, and then, ideally, if you both have a, a 
strong, solid life, then when you guys come together, you can, like, share it and just grow stronger from each other. Okay, I sound like one of those, like, crazy, like, super couple people. I don't know what I'm saying. But the point is, um, choose someone who... Or make sure you're not getting into a relationship if you don't have a good relationship with yourself. That's point number one. And then, like, don't... And then signs of that happening, like, if you're in a relationship, signs would be that you can't feel happy for them and that you're using that for validation. And then also make sure you're choosing someone that also has respect for themselves because you don't want to be in the situation where you're constantly validating them and they feel like they can't be complete without you. You get the idea here. Um, and then finally, I also just want to say, like, don't doom your relationships. I know this sounds weird, but, like, I I saw, like, a post about this, and it actually made a lot of sense. Going into a relationship thinking that, like, oh, they're out of my league or, like, this isn't going to end well, blah, 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 blah. That's just going to make it worse because you're constantly going to be on edge. You're constantly going to be insecure. You're constantly going to be looking for things that are wrong. The best thing I think you can do is just go into a relationship with, like, no expectations. Personally, I go into a relationship, I don't, I do not care how it ends. Like, I know that sounds dumb, but, like, I know that if we break up, it might be sad, but I'm gonna move on and I'm gonna be okay, and if we don't break up, then that's super cool, too, but, like, I never go into a relationship saying, like, I'm gonna get married to this person, because obviously, like that doesn't always happen and then you're just going to be even more disappointed and obviously I would never go into a relationship saying I know we're going to break up after a couple months or like I know this isn't going to last long but I'm just doing it just for fun because that's just a waste of time and like then you might hurt the other person or you might hurt yourself if you end up having deeper feelings the point is just go in with a blank slate I mean I know some people might have like different ideas about how to kind of approach relationships so like I know like in my church people always say like you should be dating with the attention of marriage if you're a Christian I mean that's up to you I can't I guess I kind of like think that but like uh, I, I don't know I don't know um but yeah just go in with neutral feeling and just not neutral feelings for the other person obviously but just neutral expectations for how the relationship is going to end because you have no idea you literally never know Okay, that was really long and rambly, but that's what I have for you guys today. Hope you enjoyed it. Hope you got something out of it. Sorry it's a little chaotic. Um, Please let me know if you have any podcast topics that you want to hear about. Um, Yeah, I think this one was kind of a random one, but I thought it was pretty relevant because, you know, a lot of people are going home, they're with their families, they're connecting with their friends. It's just a good time for, like, relationships, I think, to, like, be in, like, fruition I guess um so that being said thank you guys so much for listening um make sure you follow the instagram up from here underscore pod and my personal one is miranda to adler um and definitely leave a little review for the podcast if you feel so inclined to help some more people see it and that's pretty much all I have to say thank you guys already said that um keep keep your eyes ears open for more episodes i update on instagram when i post a new one and yeah thank you so much bye bye